This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. It's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. Something different today. I'm going to be the one answering questions coming up. Questions about the Let It Shine Foundation as we welcome my friend Maggie back to the show. That's on the way. First, are you fasting? Intermittent fasting? How long can you go without eating? What does it do for you? If you do it correctly, it may make you healthier. Meet the man who helped put this kind of diet plan on the map. He's calling in from England, author of the New York Times bestseller, The Fast Diet. His new book is called The Fast 800 Diet. So, doctor, what did you do to help start this trend? I put myself on what I call the 5-2 diet, which is a rapid weight loss diet. I was able to reverse my type 2 diabetes, and um, I got healthy very fast. How much weight did you lose? I lost 20 pounds. We've heard that people who take off weight quickly then put it on quickly. That's a myth you're telling us, yes? That is an absolute myth, yes. I mean, clearly, if you do it via some stupid crazy diet, and there's certain plenty out there, there's something like 50,000 diets out there, then there is a danger you will put it back on again. But the weight loss specialists I've spoken to say that if you do properly, then the evidence is very strong that not only uh, will you lose a lot more weight, you're more likely to stick to it because you're motivated, because you see all this change. Right. But in the long term, you're more likely to keep the weight off. There's different kinds of fasting. You said you did the 5-2? That's the one, yeah. The 5-2 diet is one I invented, and there you cut the calories down to about 800 calories, and you do it two days a week. Uh, there is a more modern or a different version, which is called time-restricted eating. It's also sometimes known as 16-8, which is very popular with celebrities at the moment, Jennifer Aniston has come out talking about it, Harry Belly. That one, uh, you stop eating at, say, 7 o'clock at night, and then you don't eat again until 9 o'clock the next morning, and that is a 14-hour overnight fast. So you're not eating or drinking. You can have water, you can have things like calories. You can have black tea, coffee, but not a meal. And when you do that, then that uh, means you burn a lot more fat. And also switches on a process called autophagy, where the body cleans out its own cells. And mm. so it gets rid of all the sort of junky cells. So when you say twice a week, you, you have a day where you only eat 800 calories. What does that yeah. look like? What are you eating? Um, so you're getting a decent amount of calories on most days. You might have an omelette for breakfast, uh, you know, a cup of tea or coffee. Uh, and then uh, you would have a maybe handful of uh, nuts or something like that for a snack. Um, a light lunch, which might be soup or broth or things like that. And then in the evening, you can have a big pile of vegetables with lots of fish or steak or whatever it is you fancy. Lots of tasty recipes in the book, all carefully calibrated to make sure you're getting 800 calories a day, but that you're getting all the right nutrients at the same time. Because you want to make sure that when you're doing 800 calories, which is pretty low, that you're getting each one of those calories counts in terms of the nutrients it delivers. So that's what the recipes have been created to do. We've been trialing this on about 11,000 people 
And I have to say the response has been really, really good. Originally, I developed it with a bunch of other doctors to help people with type 2 diabetes, because we know if you lose a lot of weight, then you're able to reverse your type 2 diabetes. So it's been taken off in such a big way. Lots of people are doing it for a whole range of reasons. And people keep on stopping in the street to tell me how they, you know, lost 20, 30 pounds and it turned their life around. Mm-hmm. So it's been a real, you know, a real delight and pleasure uh, doing this stuff. It really is life-changing. Yeah, I imagine it's just our minds we have to change. Our bodies seem okay with all of this. <laughs> yes, one of the things that happens, obviously, is that you do get a change in mindset. As people think, oh, 800 calories, that's nothing. Uh, but what happens after about three or four days on the diet, sometimes a week, uh, you find your mindset changes, you feel more alert, which is surprising, um, and your cravings go. So that's another thing that people report. They no longer feel the same crazy cravings for junk food that they used to have. And that is part of the success. The other thing is because you're losing weight so fast, people comment positively about it and they give you lots of really positive feedback. You're sleeping better and you're more wanting to do exercise. So it kind of triggers all sorts of beneficial change. And certainly in the studies we've done, we found average weight loss of around um, 20 pounds at the course of eight weeks. And what do we do after the eight weeks? Yeah, so after the eight weeks, what you'll do is switch over to a program which includes exercise, but also this thing called time-restricted eating. So time-restricted eating where you, um, as I said, you extend your overnight fast, maybe about 12 hours, preferably by 14 hours. Do that, you know, three or four times a week, maybe five times a week, and it's a good way of keeping the weight off. You don't have to stick to 800 calories for the rest of your life, but it would be helpful if you constrain the hours within which you eat, and that will also um, discourage you from having that late-night snack. Time-restricted eating is a kind of good discipline for people. It's not a new idea. The Buddha came up with it two and a half thousand years ago. He suggested to his followers that they might want to practice stop eating lunch after lunch and then not eat again until the next morning. So a lot of these ideas have great ancient roots, if you like. Uh, But what's new is the scientists have been examining it testing it, refining it, and things like that. And that's kind of what this book is based on. It's based on the latest science, yeah. but also age-old wisdom. I think every religion that I'm aware of has talked about fasting as a way to get yes. closer to God. And I think it's because when you take away the dist- all the distractions of bad food, uh, your head gets a little clearer, and you're, I think, able to focus on higher things. 100%. And that is all part of it, but also what it does is it reprograms your body in a very profound way. That's something the the ancients and early followers of religion may not have known about, but they did recognize that doing these things, um, as you say, it gave them a spiritual lift, and they may or may not have been aware that it was also doing some fairly profoundly good things to their bodies. I'm imagining, doctor, you know, you'll know better than I, but when we were cavemen and women, we didn't eat three meals a day. We ate when food was around. Absolutely not. And so we used to do um, have periods of feast and famine so there would be periods where we had plenty to eat and other periods where we had to go quite long time without our bodies are if you like designed programmed to do that uh, one of the people the scientists who's um, i collaborate with and whose work i rely on is a guy called professor mark Matson, who's based at the national institute on health in the u.s and he always says that yeah we come from this long line of cavemen cave women who used to do intermittent fasting all the time and that's why it's good 
for our brains and good for our bodies. Uh, give us one step that we can start today. Well, first, we'll get the book, The Fast 800 uh, Diet. Yeah. What's the second step? The other thing step? you might want to do is visit my website, thefast800.com, uh, where there is additional advice and support because um, sometimes people kind of need a bit more advice from the community about how to prepare, how to get going, and things like that. But the book kind of sets you up very much for what you should do. The one thing you could start by doing is just seeing if you can go 12 hours at a night without eating. Um, so maybe you can stop eating, yeah, at, say, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night, and then not eat again until 7 or 8 the next morning and see how that feels. Okay, see how that feels. The Fast 800 Diet is the book, and I have a copy to share today. If you'd like it, email me from the website, casey.co, K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Now take a breath, and let's clear our minds for this meditation with healer Steve Quinn. This meditation is about correct reasoning, and it will lead to an increase in value. Think for a moment, take a breath if you like, and scan the interior of your body. Think of everything in your body, your heart, your lungs, your intestines, your bones, your feet. Feel your body. Now picture and think of all the things that you have. Your home if you have one, your car, your stuff, the people that are part of your life. Now take it a step further. Think about all the things you know, all the words, the facts, the references. You know about giant sequoia trees and great blue whales. You know about all kind of things and whatever your specialty in life, you probably know things about that that most others don't know. Now think about all the things you don't know. In the huge universe, all the stuff that there is to know, all the ingredients in the infrastructure of creation. Now think for a moment about your troubles, your stresses, your worries, your big problems. And now imagine for a moment that there was nothing, not even you, that you had not even the consciousness to be aware of anything, that you just simply didn't exist. Now come back in and think again about all those things, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything that's part of your life and have a value for it. Oftentimes the painful parts of life are where we grow the most. So have a value for those things. Cherish them. When you look back on your life, it's often the painful things that have caused you to move on the most. So have a moment, scan through your life neutrally, see it all, and just simply have a value for it. That's Steve Quinn, quitwithquinn.com. He's an amazing massage therapist and light therapist and energy healer. And he does a lot of great work with people suffering from addictions. Visit quitwithquinn.com. Hi, it's Casey, and this is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, heard on a few lovely radio stations in the Hudson Valley and heard as a podcast all over the place. So six years ago, I invited Maggie Pinkway to lunch. I didn't know her that well, but I knew she had a lot of energy. And I told her I wanted to do events for women. And I thought that she, having so much energy and knowing so many people, could help facilitate that. She agreed, and we planned our first event for January of 2015. It was a hit, and many more collaborations followed. Well, we were having lunch again just a few weeks ago, excited for my new venture. It's called Let It Shine, Inc. And somehow we decided Maggie should come on the air and interview me. And that's how this happened. Meet Maggie. Hi, everyone. My name is Maggie Pinkway. I'm the owner of the Glass House Retreat, which is a cyberspace of love in the magic basement in my home. A cyberspace of love. That's why we're friends, doll. Cyberspace of love. I am an intuitive card reader. I'm your friend, I'm your co-facilitator at some retreats. I helped co-create a circle of women. And I know you. Yes. But 
a lot of these people don't know your story. So oh. let's just get down to it. On when November, did I agree to this, by the way? Oh, it was at lunchtime after Prosecco. It's all good. Okay, go. All right. So on November 17th, you launched Let It Shine, Inc. It's a foundation that is spreading love and giving it away. You're offering grants and gifts to women of the Hudson Valley who are in need. And how are you doing it? With grace, kindness, simplicity, and discretion. So I am really fortunate because I get to serve on this board with you. Now, I've listened live and in person to everything I needed to know. I learned on the radio your amazing TED Talk, if we will. So I want to know, what was the beginning of your aha journey? What prompted you to start a show that was about health and happiness? Oh, my gosh. Thank you for asking. (laughs) I'll tell you. um, I would drive to work every morning listening to Sirius Satellite Radio. Oh. I would listen to the Oprah station. Of course you did. And of course I did. (laughs) And anyway, I would listen to her station and I would hear guests being interviewed by Oprah's corral of women. I was getting pitched for the same guests, the same exact doctors, the same exact authors. I would open my inbox at WHUD and there would be pitches for me to talk to these people, but I didn't have a platform for that. Because I have Mike and Casey uh, in the morning, and it's great, you know, sports, weather, traffic, news, music, but there's no place for the health and the happiness stuff. And really, it bugged me. I would drive to work angry every day. I held it in for two years, because you think think something's impossible, right? Mm, Until it's not. And then one day, I was at my desk, which was in the hall. My desk was literally in the hall outside the men's room. I wish that was a joke, but that's where my desk was. (laughs) And the uh, program director, Steve Patron, walked by. And you know, we've all had that little voice in our head that says, say it. Yes. And I said, you know, Steve, with my hand on my hip, I said, um, I would like to do a show about the kind of things that I would like to do a show about, you know, like health and happiness and talk to this author and that author. And that's what I'd really like to do. And he just opened his eyes wide and said, that's a great idea. Ding, ding, you ding, ding, ding. do that. I'll give you Sunday mornings. It was like a wave of sunshine came over me. And then it like a wave of almost uh, embarrassment. It's like, I held that in for two years. I was frustrated for two years. Just ask. That was like the very first lesson mm-hmm. of, of radio life. Just ask. And that's how this show began. Was that the question? Yes. It was because I wanted to know what started your journey for health and happiness for you personally. And because that has evolved so much into love being your core mission statement, were there other things you were doing along the way that has ultimately led to the Let It Shine Incorporated Foundation? <sighs> I guess so. Like, I guess so. Because it didn't just pop out of, you know, my head fully grown. I think I have sort of been on my spiritual walk for many years. I have a spiritual home at Graymore and Garrison. I have spiritual practices. I haven't read fiction, God help me, since the 80s. You know, I'm always reading Mm -hmm. every self-development book. And because I needed it. Right. Because I didn't feel comfortable in the world. So... Um, just gathering information, information I didn't have growing up, not because I was raised by terrible people, but I was raised by immigrants, first and second generation people. And just being in America was enough. Right. You know, hey, you got a backyard, go play in it kind of thing. Yes. That was the mentality I grew up in. And I knew I was connected to something higher. So I went searching for something higher. 
And all of a sudden, it just dawned on me, the only way I think I can live my life going forward is helping other people because I think it's the only way we're going to survive as a species. Totally agree with that. Right? Yes. Yeah. We just have to help each other. We have to put all the nonsense down and go out of our way for each other. Did that answer the question? I'm not used to the answering part. It did answer the question. So what's very interesting was I listened to an interview with Liz Gilbert, and one of the things she said is that people call it procrastinating. She calls it percolating. Ooh, yeah. So how long do you think that Let It Shine was percolating in your head before you took the step to say, okay, let's make this real? Okay. It was probably percolating for the last 10 years since I started this show. I knew this show was just a road. Not just a road. I mean, it's the greatest road I've ever been on. But I knew this show would take me places that I couldn't dream about. So I guess then it was percolating. And, and Liz Gilbert's been on the show three times, by the way. See? She's our friend. Oh, love her. So was there a particular event that happened when you just thought to yourself, I have really got to do this right now this second? Yeah. I'm going to cry. That's okay. Um, so we have the Facebook page, uh, Circle of Women. Which we started back in 2015 to talk about the events we were doing. Correct. Then you went off and bought a salon and everything else and what, whatever. <laughs> I'm back. And there was an offshoot from that page, a couple of them. One's called the Circle of Sweat for women who like to work out. Yeah, I never joined that one. <laughs> <laughs> and another called the Circle of Prayer, which I started because I wasn't sure if everybody was comfortable with all the praying that was going on on a circle of women. Right. I wanted to respect, like, not everybody prays, so I made a separate page, a circle of prayer, um, and they both get hits for plenty of prayer, you know, and I, we just let it be. I'm not going to say you can't pray on a circle of women. I think really a circle of sweat probably has the most, <laughs> most prayers. prayers. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, so on a circle of um, prayer, a mom asked me to post about her grown daughter, that her grown daughter was in all kinds of need spiritual need, financial need, physical need. She was getting out of a really ugly marriage. And she literally was getting out, you know, right. with nothing. Mm -hmm. And the mom asked me to post this in the circle of prayer because the mom didn't, she wanted a little anonymity. And I was like, all right, I posted it. The reaction is, because women, you know, uh, react to it. And the reaction was, you know, sending prayers, sending love, you know, gosh, I've been there. And then there was this one woman who wrote, but what else can we do? There mm. must be more we can do. I have stuff, and I have connections, and I have resources. What more can we do? And that was the moment when I looked at that post, and I said, I'm going to do it. I had mentioned to my husband over the last couple of years, I think I want to form a foundation. I think I want to form a thing. I, I mean, I didn't even know what a foundation was. I think I want to you know, build a platform. I didn't know what I was building. When I read that post, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. That I wanted to make a foundation, that I wanted to gather stuff and money so when people are in trouble, we can help them. Because when we band together, you know, what is what does that picture say on the Facebook page that you made, a circle of women? Together we can rock the world. Exactly. So I just it just made so much sense in that moment and I said to my husband, um, I'm going on legal zoom, I'm gonna form a corporation. He's like, Oh, okay, honey, go ahead. I said it's gonna cost like nine hundred dollars. He's like, oh, okay, honey. So <laughs> he's such a good man. But that was the moment when the woman said, What more can we do? And I said, You know, right now nothing because this young mom didn't even know we were praying for her. Right. She didn't even know we were praying for her. So part of what the Circle of Women is going to do is provide opportunities for women 
to make money when they're in situations like that, having a let it shine again pop-up shop, having like a glorified beautiful tag sale right. that they can make money and kick a little bit back to the foundation. So I'm really excited about that part because we're going to help and we're going to allow women to help themselves. Absolutely. I want to do a little quick step back, though, because yeah. right after that event on a circle of women, women, mm. uh, right after that event on a circle of women, there was a post for a woman who needed stuff. Mm. Take us back to that, if you remember. Oh, that, right. A woman needed stuff. She lost everything to a fire, that mm-hmm. woman. Yes. So I said, okay, uh, first official mission. I guess we just posted it. We did. Posted, uh, if you can meet us at this parking lot. 12 noon this Saturday and bring stuff, whatever you got, household stuff. And I think five or six of us showed up and just stuffed this woman's SUV with tables and chairs and dishes and lamps and platters. And we just, that was, how easy was that? Well, because most of the women I know, because now I'm going to be 59. So our kids have been through college and we have stuff. We have a lot of stuff just taking up space in our attics, in our bedrooms, in our basements, in our garages. So it's a really brilliant way to do a pop-up garage sale where money can go directly to the foundation. What other ideas do you have to help get money raised to keep this foundation solvent? Well, we have a signature candle for sale. Those are flying out the door. We have an online donation page. We're also we're going to have our big kickoff party on March 8th. We're also going to have more events, right? I have events all the time, so whenever I'm speaking or having a weekend retreat, a portion of that will go back. But what I'd love to do, and I'm sort of in talks with, you know, dipping my toe in, is have um, a place, a, a, an anchor boutique, Let It Shine Again, L-I-S-A, a Lisa boutique, that would be... Uh, a high-end, what do you call it, thrift store? Consignment shop. Consignment shop. Oh, I don't want to get into the consignment. Do I have to? No, we don't. Okay, so let's just do... Can I just have a few things on consignment? We don't even have to have anything on consignment. It's just so hard. Yeah, let's just... It's a high-end donation center. Yeah, donation, but you can also come in and buy. Well, yeah. Right? So you want to buy. And then when someone needs something, oh, grandkids just moved in with grandma, she needs bunk beds now, let's go look. Maybe we got some. Right. And those we donate. So I'd like to have this shop, Elise, a boutique, Let It Shine Again boutique, uh, anchor store. And here's also what I want. I want it for free. I want somebody to give me their quirky little storefront. I'm going to pay for the, you know, insurance and the gas and electric and whatever. But I donate the rent. Donate it to an, this non-for-profit. Let sure. It Shine. Uh, you get the tax write-off and the great PR. And I we get your quirky little space to fill it with stuff. I think that's fantastic. Let's see if it happens. I think it'll happen now, because with both of us putting it out there in the universe, it's going to be marvelous. Okay. What can people do right this second to make a difference? Where can they go? How can they make How can they make a difference today? If you're not on Facebook, go to Casey.co, K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O, and click on... Let It Shine Inc. Let It Shine Inc. Uh, we are going to make a designated website, but, you know, people are going to find out just how frugal I am. I'm so frugal. Like, I don't want to waste a dime ever. So I'm, I'm going to make the website, but it's going to be really inexpensive and very plain. And the website's going to be, here's what we're about, here's how you can donate, and here's how you can apply for assistance. assistance. Today, we're recording this in early January. Our big event is March 8th. Yes. Where do you see us at this time next year? Ah! Mm! Well, <laughs> we're investing our time, talents, and brain power. Oh, I was thinking our finances. Oh, okay. I thought we've got so much money now we have to invest. I'm going to tell you something from my heart. And it's crazy, but I'm being very um, 
adventurous right now. Maybe not next year, but I'd love for everyone in their community to start a Let It Shine chapter. Sure. Right? Yes. And and use the uh, Let It Shine Again pop-up shops and have Let It Shine uh, events that empower women and support women, like festivals and, you know, Madison Square Garden. I would love for that to happen. And, and so I put that out into the universe. I'd be fine with that if just women all over the world knew that when they needed something, they could go to this place and find the therapist, the stuff, the funds, whatever. And, you know, we can't pay people's mortgages. No. But we can give somebody new tires for their car so they can get to work. We right? can give somebody gas money so they can and get to work. Money. It's somebody who is doing their first job. Maybe we can get them their train ticket. Right. We're going to do things to help women shine. And also, not just in times of need. I know there are women listening now who are saying, I'd love to take an art class. Can't find the funds for that. Or I have three credits left on my degree. Can't find the funds for that. I want to help people get closer to their dreams, especially the one that they stuffed down and they think it's not even there anymore. I think that that is absolutely brilliant. So, dear listeners, as we conclude this marvelous interview with Casey on the other side of the mic... What are your dreams? What are your hopes? How can we help? And more importantly, how can you help? Signing off, this is Maggie Pinkway from the Health and Happiness Show. Shine on, women. That's Maggie Pinkway. Not her first time on the air. She joined us a few years back when Glennon Doyle was a guest. Maggie loves Glennon. So I had to have her on that show to say hello. She's good, right? We should host lunches and invite everybody to see those rituals. The popovers and the Prosecco, the befriending of all the servers. It's a whole thing. Listen. Come to the Let It Shine kickoff party. That's a start, right? Sunday, March 8th in Cold Spring at the Hudson House Inn. Toast with us to the dreams we're going to build. And then take a walk around that beautiful village on the Hudson and think about the good things we're going to do. Casey.co has more. K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Let It Shine, Inc. Our thought for the day. And by the way, it was Maggie who told me to add a thought for the day a while back. Our thought for the day is from author Paul Brandt, who said, Don't tell me the sky's the limit when there are footprints on the moon. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.